0: I-, I wanted to tell you how um, the Flesh and Blood penalties work. Do you know anything about this? Because it's hilarious.
1: No, I don't know anything about it. I would have imagined it would be, you know, they'd have inherited a lot of the good from Magic judging. but Yeah,
0: they have where they can. But the issue with Flesh and Blood, like IPG, compared to Magic, Magic is played in best two out of three, and Flesh and Blood is only played in best of one so you can't give someone a game loss for anything
1: game loss isn't an intermediate penalty yeah
0: stream yeah. one so they came up with this fix which i think is hilarious and makes for some really good stories to be honest it's called an intelligence <laughs> penalty so all all the heroes in the game have intelligence which is like your starting hand size and how many cards you draw up to at the end of your turn and it's mm-hmm. always four for yeah. every hero that's relevant
1: are there any in-game mechanics that like change that or anything yeah
0: there's some like if you hit with this you get an intelligence till end of turn and there's there's some other stuff okay but but for the most part you're just like drawn up to four of turn so if you show up late to your match for instance Mm -hmm. uh you get an intelligence penalty and it scales so there's like ip1 ip2 ip3 ip4 Uh uh-huh leading to some you're late to your match here's your intelligence four penalty uh, so you have to start the game with zero intelligence, and then mm-hmm. after each turn, you gain an intelligence. You gain one. You gain one. Yeah. <laughs> so I I was first introduced to this when it was actually Matt Dilks got an IP4 at one of the SEG cons. Uh-huh. And it was the, you know, normally in classic constructs, you're like 40 life. The games are 50 minutes. But this particular tournament was Blitz is twenty life and the games are like oh yeah less than twenty minutes long.
1: And they end in a couple of turns. Yeah, yeah. They're
0: insane. So obviously when you get an IP four, that's that's just a game loss. You're not winning that one. You start with zero sure. cards past your opponent and they just get unloaded. Yeah, they on get
1: you. they just get to like unload their hand and then they get to do it again another time. Yeah.
0: So Matt Deluxe got an IP four and actually won the game. <laughs> that's why. <what>? Which uh <laughs> Made some rounds on Twitter when it happened. Everyone was like, I don't know what game we're playing, but Matthew Dilks is just showing us all up. (laughs) Doing something different, yep. (laughs) And it's just like, think about playing a game of Magic where you're just four cards down on your opponent, and they just draw an extra card for the first four turns. (laughs) (laughs) It's like insurmountably huge.
1: That's truly bizarre. I mean... Like, if everybody's being honest, obviously it's like Matt Dilk's winning that game is doesn't have that much to do with
0: Matt Dilk. so no, Like no. some something crazy happened on the other side. I don't really know the particulars of that game in particular. It's just and they've since like lessened the severity of some of them. Like I don't think you can get an IP mm-hmm. four at all anymore. So you at least mm-hmm. get one card to start with, even if you can't do anything <laughs> with it. You could block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> block with your one card draw up to your one card
1: <laughs> yep exciting Oh yeah
0: i haven't got had that happen to me because i haven't played flesh and blood like real tournaments but i want i want the story when i can triumph through some penalty i get which i don't even get penalties of magic
1: i get like you would need something and it would have to be a in like a within the game penalty so i guess that does make sense
0: it's it's just kind of wild i like it <laughs>
1: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 249 of the MTG Grindcast, the spikiest podcast in all of Central North Carolina. We are your hosts. I'm
0: Chris Castor-Apple. With me is Lee McLeod. Hey, Lee. Oh, well, hey, Chris. Fancy seeing you here. Yeah, I'm always here. Yeah, like every Tuesday, I like clockwork.
1: Amazing. You know, just the cost of doing business. You got a podcast, you got to show up and it's it's easier to do it at the same time every week. So it's built into the schedule. Well,
0: how's your week going? Good.
1: I mean, it's only Tuesday, so <laughs> like, it's hard to like really give you a, but it, it you know it's been solid so far. Can't complain at all. I how about a, yours?
0: Had some solid uh, Magic news over the weekend with uh, <laughs> literally our guest last week winning the box. That was pretty nice. That was really
1: cool. Uh, I really appreciated how you know we talked about cube. And how the main deck he didn't want to draft was mono green. And then he immediately got pushed into mono green and just easily 3 0'd with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had all of the good mono green cards. It was a really nicely set up draft. Yes. I mean, the
1: main things that he needed were just the primeval titan into merit lage combo. And that won him most of his games, I think, including like several games that were unwinnable with anything else.
0: But, uh, 2020 Flying Indestructible. See, I, I looked at the decks that he drafted and a couple of his opponents, but I did not get to see any of the games. He played one match against,
1: you know, a very wheel heavy opponent who had like a really sweet fast bond wheel deck and, you know, went off a couple of times, but Will was just able to make a 2020 and kill him no matter like with with his opponent's entire deck in play except for like the one elder gargaroth that would be able to block for a turn and let him kill that that one didn't show up but because it didn't will was able to just tap one creature and kill him
0: i always forget elder gargaroth has a reach yes (laughs) it's important i I don't like it because I think more large things or, like, colossally huge things should have reach. Like, Ulamog mm-hmm. is the prime offender to me. Like, why doesn't yeah, Ulamog Yeah, because he's a
1: building Why doesn't yeah. he have reach?
0: Yeah. Here's this uh, giant spider. It's a 2-4. It block anything. Ulamog mm-hmm. can't block that bird. It's it's beneath his notice. I mean, that flavor-wise,
1: that makes some sort of sense. But he also can block, like, an eager cadet, which he shouldn't be able to do, probably. So He just accidentally stomps them. Yes. I guess that does make sense. It's harder to accidentally stomp a bird. Yeah, they can fly away. Yeah. I've only accidentally stopped a bird one time in my life, which is, I feel like, way above average. I've never stomped a bird. I believe the bird was dead before I stomped (laughs) on it, but I was definitely... I was a child running through my front yard with bare feet, stepped on something, and heard a squeak and realized
0: a squeak as the air escaped
1: from the bird uh probably it was air inside the bird because the bird had been dead for a while and was like you know bloated up a little bit which is gross but is good for me because it confirms i didn't just step on like an alive bird which i really don't want to have done in my life
0: they also typically don't just chill lay on the ground, on the ground.
1: <laughs> just belly up like a dog in the sun yeah like that's usually more of a dog thing yeah dog or cat mammal mammal thing not a small bird thing but anyways yeah we'll talk about the mocks a little bit uh i did want to start this episode talking about the regional championship qualifier rollout because it's close it's close it's starting July. I don't really know what dates it actually starts. It's very difficult to tell what's going on. Yeah, I got a little bit of feedback for this. I'm not like it's not going as smoothly as you might hope, but I, that's probably to be expected given who is doing it.
0: So Yeah, I mean, Wati is basically contracting out all this work, right? Mm-hmm. They're giving it to a bunch of different companies regionally. Yeah. Different organizer in each of the world regions like dreamhack is the u.s Mm face-to-face games is in canada and if we get beyond that i don't really know it off the top of my head (laughs) yeah uh well i mean the one
1: that i want to focus on a little bit is uh, the organizer is called legacy and they have all of the eu middle east and africa and things do not seem to be going very smoothly over there what what's going on well, so there are a couple of things, and some of this is kind of old news, but we haven't really talked about it yet. Uh, and But now that we have enough to kind of consolidate it into an actual topic, I, I do want to take a minute and talk through it. Basically, everything kind of gives rise to this, this feeling that they're not really ready to do this. I'm not sure if they have done significant tournament organization in the past or what, but their approach has been... Uh, lackluster from everyone on that side of the ocean that side of the Atlantic that I've heard from that is dealing with this number one thing is that communication has been like really really poor I know a lot of store owners have like tried to get in touch with them and have been basically just stonewalled and haven't received responses about stuff and some players have asked about questions about individual qualifications that they have and what they're allowed to play in and, whatnot. and just don't get any response whatsoever is this from watsi or from legacy this from legacy watsi's official policy for like regional qualifications and stuff is like talk to your regional championship organizer and they'll tell you and that hasn't happened for a lot of players and a lot of stores have had struggles getting like registered and getting their kits and stuff also the kits are wildly expensive in eu for some reason i remain confused as to why the kits cost the stores significant
0: amounts of money at all. They only have promos in them, right? They're just promos. Yeah, there's no, like, posters or advertisement or playmats. It's literally just the promo cards, right? It's
1: literally just promos, which could be shipped out in a tiny little box or come with, like, product distributed to stores for other purposes, like for pre-releases or something. Like, there are already avenues for getting promos to stores, And it is really strange to me that stores have to pay these regional organizers money to send them promos. And in the U.S., you know, it's not that much, but it is like $50 for the smallest kit, which comes $50 for 16 promos. Like, I don't understand. And then it's, you know, more expensive for larger tournaments. I think it goes up to like $200 or something, which, you know, at least it's not a crazy amount of money, but I still don't understand why at all this is like what's happening why the stores have to pay a third party for the privilege of running a tournament
0: yeah it's so watsi is sending these promos to the organizers who are then sending them to someone else and they have to pay for them that doesn't make any sense to me i'm it's boggling that this is how it's done i mean obviously this
1: whole thing is in service of watsi not running these tournament series like they just don't want to be in the business of like tournament series running but i feel like there is a better workaround than this for getting the promos to the stores and then we see that it becomes a serious problem in the eu and i assume in the middle east and africa but i you know we don't see as much from those from sor- voices from those places just because of how the internet works and stuff uh and language barriers and things like that but the kits for the eu are very expensive the cheapest kit is 200 euros and the second tier kit, which is for like 32 players or whatever is 450. And then the biggest kit is 800 euros, which is just money going from the store to some entity to get promos and then doesn't go into a prize pool for the players or anything like that. That's just money that the store is out and then has to make up by running the tournament. And, you know, stores have costs when running tournaments. They have to pay their judges. They have to uh, pay for a prize pool. Like, space in the store is getting taken up that they can't use for other things and to just like be taxed like 800 dollars or 800 euros at the start of your ptq before any prizes are put into the pool or anything is so
0: weird for for promos that frankly aren't even that desirable no (laughs) you've you've got nick those which is the cool one but i mean it's not that big a deal
1: i would I would much prefer any tournament I go to. I go to has a five dollar cheaper entry fee, and I don't get a promo for playing in the tournament. Like, yeah, that, that would also, be an easy decision for me to make
0: lifetime. Uh, no one is going for these to these tournaments for promos. They're going to like qualify. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right.
1: So this is just a weird tax that the stores are paying to the regional organizer,
0: and. And frequently stores have to make that up by raising the entry fee of the quality. Oh,
1: how else could they possibly do it? Right. Like, especially when it's 800 euros to run one of the larger tournaments, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is an incredible amount of money. And I know there have been problems with language barriers, which is, you know, potentially a problem. E- the EU has a lot of different languages, but I believe Legacy is based out of Italy. And we saw, at least for a while, Italy having more rcqs than the rest of europe combined yes (laughs) because they just like were dealing with italian speakers first because it was easier for them to because they don't seem to have english speakers or other language speakers on their staff in similar numbers that does seem to be better now but italy still has at least twice as many as any other country including the uk which is
0: very strange (laughs) yeah i I didn't know that about where legacy was based out of. I just remember seeing people compiling spreadsheets of the RCQs and Italy was just so far above everyone else. Yes.
1: No, at one point Italy had nineteen and no other country had more than one.
0: Yeah. I remember the UK having two at that two, point. Two, okay. But yeah. I mean, but, two. To but 19. the UK's
1: three countries, so Yes. So yeah, super weird and I feel pretty bad for our EU and Middle Eastern and African compatriots that are trying to get things done both at store owner level and at the player level. It seems pretty rough out there. Hopefully this is just a opening night jitters kind of thing. Like it's just something that needs to get worked through and they get better at it. But it, you know, clearly there wasn't a very effective vetting process that wizards went through to like make sure that all of its organizers like had a system in place to get things ready. I know also the legacy website just had no content on it for months and months and months uh up until like a month ago or so.
0: That's rough. And this is just one organizer. This is probably happening in other places. Yeah, like I I don't I don't know the state of right
1: exactly we're not going to hear much coming out of brazil we're not going to hear much coming out of china because they have their
0: own internet bubbles that brazil is huge it's a huge community it's so big for magic players but i never get to interact with like anyone on twitter from brazil because it's it's just speak portuguese yeah (laughs) just not part of that culture that language thing yeah
1: I mean, I hope that this is like the worst example because I don't want anybody else to be going through more difficult
0: stuff. I hope that Watsi just streamlines their process. Like these kits being 200 euros, at the extreme cheapest just for promos is absurd. Like if you want to charge, I'm imagining like our Watsi's just like consolidating their own business expenses by sending it to one place. Yeah. And then having them ship it everywhere and then like justifying that as like, you know, you can charge for it to get some costs back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the kids need to actually have some content in them. Like these things are so poorly organized and uh, pre-release kits or set kits always have advertisements, posters, cutouts, like cool stuff yeah. for the store. Mm-hmm. And if they want RCQs to be a big deal, the kits need to be kind of scaled with the cost that they're charging. And just paying 50 bucks or 200 euros for eight promos is absurd.
1: Right. And it doesn't even come with like a Chandra standee or something like that. Like, come on, get like, have something in there. I I thought it was like an error or something. I thought I was like confused when I looked at what was in the kits and it's just like a, a promo for the winner and 16 promos for entry. Like what? That's $50.
0: Maybe it gets better by the next season, which I don't know when it is when does the next season happen probably hasn't been announced yet well no i don't think we know that yet we do know
1: that the pro tour is in charlotte though which yeah, that's nice. given that regionals is in atlanta like that's so con- this is very convenient for us exactly
0: yeah it's nice that we're on the east coast near major cities <laughs> yeah and
1: i mean the fact that they're both in the South is just incredibly easy for us. Like, I'll just be going to both whether or not I'm qualified, so.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to go to Atlanta, or not Atlanta, uh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's so It's hard two hours away, to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Atlanta, I would probably need to qualify for in order to mm-hmm. walk to go, but I, I don't know. I haven't really decided what I'm doing there. Sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think it is a big misstep to have all of the registration and promo management through the regional organizers, because this is a thing then like, yes, you're as Watsi, you're, you don't have to develop a method of doing it in house, but instead you're hoping that 11 different organizers all do it properly instead of like pooling resources to make one like website that store owners use to, Okay. Uh, register and get it done and i think that it's a pretty big mistake to like de-scale in that way you're just like not using resources effectively and you're allowing for the potential of like abuse or incompetence to really get in the way of people getting to run tournaments
0: it, it kind of feels like everything watsi does on the irl tournament scale after you know uh, the mpl Mm-hmm. Has just been huge steps backwards, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I did, and I mean, I, I'm sure these are fun for a lot of people, but I, I did pull up the like, you know, Magic.gg schedule and it's just all command fests there's like a command fest every month or two some months and they're just happening constantly and i i assume they're well run or whatever and i'm just like wow these are just not things that i have any desire to go to
0: i don't really know anything about them to be
1: honest like i uh, yeah, i don't
0: ever considered going to one and, i
1: mean they are outside of my bubble like i don't see anything about them i even follow like some cosplayers and some commander people and stuff and i just don't see anything about the command fests on my timeline almost ever
0: yeah I, I don't know to, i assume they're fun and people just enjoy going to them otherwise I don't yeah ultimately and i do think they're more generically it's a way better option to hold a bunch of command fests mm-hmm. because it's an evergreen format that people will show up and play casually. Like it's a it's a really good way to run an event, like more like a convention. Yeah. Than to like funnel people into a tiered competitive system, which they already have a hard time building up.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean I'm sure they're good. Uh it just, you know, is one of those little like heartbreaks when you go on and you're like, oh wow, all of the paper tournament things Have are now command fests. Not
0: even tournaments though. Like I don't. I don't even think that's a good comparison.
1: No, all of the paper events though. Like that's that is what is happening. You know, they would have been GPS in in our history, and now that doesn't exist. Yeah, sure. But you know, commander really is magic. Like that's the largest Magic playing population, so can't really fault them for embracing that.
0: Yeah, they're finally reprinting Dockside Extortionist for the first time in this new Double Master set. Which everyone on my timeline was happy about, <laughs> and I don't even follow that many Commander people. Oh, but they didn't
1: reprint it in the Commander draft set. It's only in double masters. The where Commander,
0: it's... the legends too, it's just garbage. It's just really oh no, bad. that's uh, so according sad. to. There's like one desirable card in the set, the dragon that makes a million treasures. Uh huh. And every other card's garbage, or well, not worth that much. Unfortunate. Which is a stark contrast from the previous Commander Legends, which had... You know, right, like a which is drain. infinite. Yeah. Yeah, so many good cards in it.
1: Yeah, so that that is another thing. I mean, I don't really know what order we need to talk about things in, but we, we do have to deal with some... Or I have to deal with some of those cards. I looked at the arena schedule <laughs> to figure out like what the next qualifier weekend and play-in format is, and it was something called Alchemy Horizons colon alchemy horizons
0: baldur's gate sealed
1: yes yes the, the format is <laughs> alchemy horizons colon baldur's gate sealed in fact when and, you asked me what you wanted to podcast about today that is what i told you yeah well uh so a funny thing about that number one those are all like words that i've heard before but put them in that order and i'm like really confused about what they mean i had to like go to the the mtg wiki to find out what this is but apparently this is an online only an arena only set that includes cards from this commander legends set because it's D&D themed so it's it has some of those cards also brings in some commons and uncommons from adventures in the forgotten realms which is <laughs> the worst limited set that we've had in years like the least just not fun so that's a little not exciting as a set that I am now going to have to play sealed of if I want to play the qualifier weekend. Also, it I think it comes out July 7th, and then the qualifier weekend is like July 18th. So the first play-in is like three days after it comes out or something like that. And then you just like have to be good at it a week later, which is kind of weird. Also, they got to... They got to stop making us play
0: Sealed on Arena. Because it's garbage or you don't like it? I'm
1: happy to draft, but the interface for playing Sealed is so abysmal that it just like dampens any enthusiasm that I have for playing. sealed. New Capenna was a bad format. There are some Sealed formats that are fine formats, but the interface is so lousy that I think that they need to shelve Sealed until they fix that.
0: So the Shelve's Sealed permanently then?
1: Oh yeah, they don't fix anything in Arena. Right, right. nothing gets better. (laughs) So yeah, that is the next season. It's very weird. I might be skipping this season. It just doesn't... There's not much enticing about this proposition to me. Like cards from this Commander Legends set that apparently is despised by Commander players plus cards from AFR, a set that is despised by me. Uh, I don't... It's tough to get excited about playing sealed on arena of this set. So, yeah, I mean, I'm,
0: I cannot believe that they've made a format with four buzzwords in it. Oh
1: yeah. It's like not a phrase that, so I guess it's alchemy horizons is like modern horizons, but for alchemy, I guess, but I don't, but we just had jumpstart horizons though, you know? (sighs) They got to not use horizons this way. It doesn't make like grammatical sense and just like becomes a confusing like word salad thing rather than anything that communicates information like this is terrible
0: brand design. Uh, Yes, but, you know, I'm sure they will work super hard at it and. No, 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 no. This is this is put to this is slapped together, and there's just no way. I, so one question I have though about Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate: Does this mean Lightning Bolt's in Historic now? Why was that in the Commander Legends set? Yes, it's in the Commander Legends set.
1: So I don't think that all of the Commander Legends cards are in this. I think that no, it I is get, curated. That. You it's could, curated for arena
0: cards, but yeah. Lightning Bolt. I mean, we put brainstorm in Historic. <laughs> yeah
1: this would not only put it into historic though it would put it into alchemy
0: yeah but alchemy is literally the lowest played format on arena by leaps and bounds someone did a <laughs> uh, data output the other day it was a couple weeks ago or something there mm-hmm. were more matches alchemy had the least by far and if you tripled alchemy's matches played it did not add up to like historic which was the second least played.
1: True. Yeah, I I have heard that those numbers might not be totally accurate, but you know, they're probably somewhere in the realm of true. So I it fits my own
0: bias, so I'm just going to keep Yeah.
1: It it's, <laughs> it satisfies my narrative, so yeah. I'm going to accept it.
0: <laughs> but also like I literally never hear or see anyone talk about playing alchemy or stream alchemy or anything like that. Right. Right.
1: I would not take the time to write an alchemy article or do an episode on alchemy right now. So yeah. Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate. Sealed. Here we come.
0: I sealed.
1: <laughs> mm. I just can't wait for Dominaria United.
0: Oh yeah, me too. Too bad it doesn't come out until like September. Forever from now. <laughs> That's three months. Streets of New Cafena <laughs> came out last month. Early last month. I I
1: feel like a better name for this set would be would relieve a lot of my dislike i like it wouldn't make me that much more likely to play it because it's clearly composed of like two things that i just don't care about mashed together <laughs> but the name really just like triggers me a little bit here i i can't fathom sitting down at a meeting and then being really happy walking away with the name alchemy horizons Baldur's Gate
0: it's kind of like future proofing for something that doesn't need to be future proofed against because that would be what the tag alchemy horizons is. And then you put whatever you want after that. But like how many of these are you planning on doing? Are we just doing this for like every commander release now? They don't come out that often. It's like every two years. Yeah. And I, I just don't think the horizons
1: branding is like a strong enough one. It, it kind of goes with the word modern modern horizons is like okay like i can i can almost process that as an english phrase but what does alchemy horizons mean nothing
0: to me the only other word horizon ever goes with is canopy yes these are just packs filled with
1: canopy lands in them no just horizon canopies that's it just horizon canopies okay
0: But they're D&D horizon canopies, so they're also gates. Oh, well, they'd still be playable. Well, yeah, of course. Uh,
1: One other thing that I want to complain about a little bit for what's the implementation for qualifier things is the event locator. I'm trying to plan my summer here. I'm trying to figure figure out what weekends I'm playing magic tournaments so I can make my other plans around those. And it's difficult. I you go on to the event locator if you click magic premier event you can only pick two distances 500 miles or unlimited (laughs) and then you just kind of get what you get in there if you click down and check like a specific type of tournament uh like okay i only want these rcqs then you only have options to search for like a 25 50 or 100 mile radius but you can't go any farther than that I so i can't go to 500 or unlimited if i click a specific tournament type no you, and you also definitely can't go to 150 or you know if i'm like i yeah. want a two hour drive and probably not too much farther than that you that's not an option uh th- you only get that if you search under magic events and then click down to the specific tournament type. If you're in Magic Premier event and click down to the specific tournament type, it doesn't give you a more granular distance selection. You're still at 500 you're or unlimited. 500. <laughs> I I don't know how stores... I don't know the timeline for stores like applying for their spots, and I don't understand how they get those spots. What I do know is that looking for tournaments in North Carolina... One store in Wilmington has four tournaments, four RCQs in the span of two weeks, which is more t- RCQs than the rest of the state of North Carolina combined.
0: Yeah. I, I, know, don't... I also know that not all of the events are on the Wizards page because sure. a store in Durham Atomic has their RCQ in mid August. It's on my calendar, somewhere. That is on the site now. August 6th. Okay, it was on it wasn't on the site last week. Well, or maybe. You clicked the was, wrong I, button I, I or whatever. Looking, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's it, The problem is that it's so difficult to actually get a reasonable list. I'm basically outsourcing to people who have a lot more time to make spreadsheets and just tell me where the police <laughs> events are. Alan, tell me where I can play modern. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yes.
1: So, right. Difficult to find. I And, and no shade to Cape Fear Games. Every tournament I've played at Cape Fear Games has been wonderful. Every time I've bought cards from Cape Fear Games, I've been very happy. They're a fantastic store. I don't understand wh- how they have four RCQs in two weeks. I just don't understand how the system works at all. Very confusing. And really difficult because I, I really need one central place to go to find the upcoming tournaments. I can't go to every single store within like 150 mile radius of me. Like that just takes too much time. And if they don't have their tournaments up yet and then I then I need to go back and check each site again. Like I need one central place that works that tells me where to go to
0: tournaments and we don't seem to have that. And that's frustrating. Yeah, because it's not like you newer stores or not even new stores just stores can use rcqs as a way to draw in players mm-hmm. but that advertisement is only effective in as much as people it, can find your event right without having to
1: google the name of the store to yeah, come like to if the website the,
0: if you don't know the store exists you can't like check their facebook page and see if they're doing an event or whatever you just like need that watsy hub to actually have the events you can reasonably find right it did work because i went on the
1: site and saw that there is a store in chapel hill now called the gathering place and they had an rcq and i didn't know that they existed and now i will probably go to that rcq i did click on their website and they have a big banner on the main page that says sup nerds which is not really my vibe
0: (laughs) i i go there almost every week uh, (laughs) because they they have really good um magic events like on weekdays Mm -hmm. for good store credit payout okay uh and it's a nice place the store owner is really nice even if he's got the (laughs) the sub on the on the title
1: (laughs) i and yeah i'm certainly not going to judge a you know the magic store by its website cover but you know i thought that was funny and you know and we'll manage we'll make do i will figure out what tournaments i'm going to i just i wish it were more convenient and i like there's there's really no reason why this shouldn't be like very easy for a player who's like i want to play some rcqs this summer like click two mouse buttons and then have a list like in your calendar but instead it's like kind of a
0: pain in the ass and that sucks that's why god bless alan's spreadsheet tells me where i go (laughs) this summer
1: (laughs) Yep i I will be using that as See,
0: well. And to I, I don't want to keep making comparisons into Flesh and Blood, but I'm in the same sort of boat, where I want to play in some Flesh and Blood events, and they also have a locator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their like tournament software is streamlined into their website, and it mm-hmm. forces people to register events on it, and it shows those events by area. Yeah, and it's really easy to find events. I took like you know twenty minutes, wrote down the four that were in the month of july and that's it that was the end of it it was very easy
1: yep also the wizard's locator has decided that i am still in germany a yeah. country that i have not lived in for over three years so everything comes up in german and how does it know that no clue no idea just some ancient cookie like associated with my computers or something like that i i don't know <laughs> okay that's bizarre <laughs> it's really strange but whatever one way or another i will qualify for regionals i will delve through all of the like website nonsense i will play all the four color mirrors and at some point i will i will be qualified for Atlanta that's the goal we'll we'll get there
0: i maybe we can talk about this a little later but i want to play in the RCqs but none of the formats uh, available to me are appealing. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that now. Okay. So, w- while we're in a complaining mood, modern is not good. I, I knew we just had the episode. I know. Like we just had a whole two episode. Two <laughs> episodes ago. <laughs> but most of the RCQs around here are modern. Mm-hmm. And I have been, you know, playing four color like a good little soldier in my modern <laughs> war. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. yeah and it's just it's just not what I want to do like it, yeah I don't like well you it. are
1: also not a mid-range gamer too so that
0: yeah but know. the cards are so powerful they're right. so good it's, oh yeah but I'm saying like as far
1: as formats that are going to be fun for you like or formats that you can find ways to have fun in if you are now playing the mid-range deck like that's a solid recipe for you not enjoying yourself.
0: I mean it, it it's not that because i can't enjoy myself in mid-range decks like i really enjoyed team or energy the whole mm-hmm. time that was happening and that was just a mid-range deck true the the difference is usually like the type like i hate 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 jund where you just like mm-hmm. grind to zero resources and you're done i hate it yeah uh but decks like these where you like grind to infinite resources <laughs> and your <German laughs> opponent also yeah. has infinite resources that's more my speed but it's also really really repetitive Mm -hmm. and i'm just not enjoying i I played in a 5q a couple weekends ago and whenever i would play a four color mirror we would have to play super duper lightning fast which shout out to my opponents for the most part they just did they're capable of doing
1: they understand the rules and they engage with that like
0: i was getting to shortcuts where all right it's going to your turn here's what we're going to do when you play your fetch land off your and six for your Omnath, you're just going to uh, hand me your deck after yeah. you get your fetch land out or your land out and i'm just going to shuffle it while you take the rest of your turn because we don't have time to waste here <laughs> and i expect the same for you on my turn you know mm-hmm. just things like that and playing it super speed basically the games still go to time and i still get these scenarios where you know i'm losing or my opponent's losing but i can't kill them in five turns of extra turns and because they're 50 life or whatever and i've clearly won the game at this point but according to the tournament rules i have not so right. it's like honor now to they can choose to concede or not it's just it's a it puts a real bad taste in my mouth yeah. and that this is such a prevalent part of modern too like this, this deck is the best deck Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And you're gonna have to play mirrors of it in order to win a tournament and they're just gonna happen and you're gonna have to be like be ready for this kind of like stressful, unfun time management mini game in a number of rounds every weekend.
0: And then the rounds you play against Marktide, you just like kinda laugh it to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yep. Yep. And unless they have the, the exact right card at the exact right moment, like each turn. Those ones get out of hand pretty quick.
0: Yeah, you better lead on Ragavan every game with a Spell. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you got Pioneer, which is what the format Atlanta is. Uh, Pioneer just got some bands, but it's mostly the same format. Uh, Pioneer's just not that interesting either to me. Uh, Mono Green, I think, is the best deck, which is pretty cool. I don't mind that deck at all. I think Grease Fang is okay. It's kind of like the Winota, but a set mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. Uh, And maybe I should play a little more Pioneer before, Mm -hmm. like, casting too many aspersions on it. I'm just not... I I just look at deck lists. I look at leagues. I look at premieres. Uh, By the way, Modern only had one challenge this weekend. That was bizarre. Uh, (laughs) And and Pioneer just doesn't appeal to me. It just doesn't seem all that varied or exciting. But I I (laughs) should play it.
1: Yeah, I'm not ready to rake pioneer over the coals yet i just haven't been dialed in enough to to give it any deep criticism modern yeah i a lot of modern rcqs coming up
0: get your van and sixes and your own mats ready or your living ends that's a fine choice
1: it is i know it is a fine choice i really don't like i mean i'm okay with playing it against elemental i don't know I don't love playing it against four color generally like you can beat it and you may even be able to build to be favored against it. But then there are just games where like they draw like two solitudes and you just like have to navigate around them the whole time. And it's a huge mess and just not fun. And I don't enjoy those games very much. Like the more they draw like some combination of solitudes and endurances and there's like no set of plays that can allow you to do anything in the game.
0: Luckily I found that locally most people are not playing four color. Mm. Uh unfortunately the people that are usually the You gotta are play going them you're, the once you once you three O yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that's why I will probably be playing Four Color. I I've I sorted all my cards uh the last couple days while I was supposed to be working and <laughs> I, I I just got rid of four color. I, I'm just not gonna play it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I built the Elemental Glimpse of Tomorrow deck. Sure. Because I was talking with Collins Friday, and he said he really liked that deck. And honestly, that was like, I didn't need a huge push to play yeah, that deck. Yeah, that's
1: that's enough. That'll but get you there. But he's like,
0: you know, I, I think it's pretty good. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm just leaving it up. <laughs> I don't even care if it's good. I just care. If, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Collins. I just Collins. Want to do this. <laughs> I, I didn't need your permission, but I I wanted it. Yeah that it, it gives you a good excuse
1: well cool i hope it's good i hope you enjoy playing it this weekend i know you need four subtleties for that deck
0: so that's pretty sweet yeah that's bizarre i didn't ever think i'd play that card but here <laughs> yeah. we are yep whole play set
1: yep we'll see i mean i don't know how dialed in wizards is to modern or i mean I, we do know we do know in the last ban announcement they were like modern's great it's super diverse everybody's <laughs> playing different stuff oh uh, so not so inspiring but we could get a surprise announcement at some point very unlikely well I certainly en- impossible that a new print will change things over the summer because we have no new prints yeah. until <laughs> until september
0: i just enjoyed last weekend when four color was doing its little pop-off and the challenges uh people mm-hmm. were just copy paste or screenshotting the that paragraph from the ban announcement. On Modern. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, nice to see.
1: It's a, a bold paragraph yeah. to have published on your website. Uh, we saw in the mocks four out of eight decks registered were Elementals, two Valakuts, two Death Shadows, uh, the two Valakut decks being Will Kruger and Stefan Schutz and... I it it did what what they were intending to have it do. I Will got to play against Elementals at least once. Stefan got to play against it. They were both on camera. Didn't look even close. Elementals no. just had all these cards in hand that didn't do anything against the cards that were happening on the other side of the table. So that was kind of nice to see. But I don't believe you can bring Valiquette to a non-eight player no. tournament.
0: You well. First of all, you can't even Merktide, which Wizards does even cite as the most popular, the most played archetype. deck. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's
1: it's a deck that costs half as much as four color in
0: paper. So and it's really fun in a way yeah. that lets you, yeah, like pretend you cast you're casting spells that a lot of people decisions. love to yeah. cast. Yeah, counterspell counter spell and lightning bolts. Everyone and... has <laughs> everyone I ever play against in paper who's playing a counterspell deck, has the fanciest blinged-out counterspell that they like. Because there's just so many different versions of a fancy counterspell now. And up until a year ago, you couldn't play them. I'm over here with my, like, Ice Age counterspells. (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) I just had these. (laughs) These are the ones that were in my box. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't didn't look for one. Yeah. So, clearly, if I want to play a counterspell in the future, I need to... You know, really up up my game.
1: I know you didn't get to watch as much or any of the mocks. I, watched I only most caught of like, it. Twitch clips, really. Yeah. The the cube part was really fun to watch. Absolutely highly, highly recommend that everybody goes and watches the cube half of the broadcast. Super fun. Uh And then spoiler, we'll play in Primeval Titan into Merit Lage. That, that was better than what everybody else was doing. It was very good. Really, a primeval titan tournament for a while there, huh? Yeah, primeval titan really carried him through this thing. <laughs> that was that's pretty cool. The modern section, it's kind of you know once you know the metagame is four elementals decks, two death shadow, two valakut, like it kind of plays out the way you would expect from there. The modern finals and then the finals of the tournament were valakut versus death shadow. Death shadow got one of those. Valakut got the other. Dash out of Valica has like always been a 50-50 matchup in like for six or seven years of modern or something like that. It's just, just always just fi- the the cards, basically. The cards change in each deck, but the matchup is always exactly even.
0: Yeah. Yep. And and I did know that there was a bit of controversy uh regarding McWen Sauce's plays in game three. Yeah.
1: Uh so he had basically guaranteed lethal as long as he makes it to the next turn and then just discarded a Thought Seize to a Ledger Shredder. And Will had a Primeval Titan in his hand. But even if like, you know, it was right to Thought Seize that turn. Absolutely. So you can protect yourself from a Primeval Titan or a Wish for Escape Shift or whatever. But he discarded it. And then tapped such that he didn't have black mana for the Thoughtseize that he did manage to draw that turn or the next turn or whatever. I I think there was like a two turn window here. But it turns out that the draw was a, or the discard of the Thoughtseize was a misclick. His mouse double clicked and sent Thoughtseize, the best card in his hand, to the graveyard. So that's unfortunate and i don't think it was a mistap that left him without black mana i think that there was a reason that he needed the red mana to like hold up on holy heat for something and then just like drew the the last thought season his deck or something like that and so things work out pretty badly for mcwinsauce he played very very well he's you know very good magic player and that was a little tough to see but you know we like Will, and we're not mad to
0: see Will take down the Mox. I was very happy to see Will take down the Mox. Yeah, uh, he just got absolutely flooded with congratulations uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday, and honestly, you'd love to see it. Yeah, deserved. Another thing that we saw play out,
1: as we talked about, uh we saw Armageddons be pretty bad in, in the deck with Armageddons in them. So, so it was I nice. Didn't, to I didn't see get that.
0: the cube. Did, did you? Do you have a cube breakdown like mentally? Like, what did people draft?
1: Um, A little bit. I mean, so the Armageddon's were in Zach's deck, which was a little more mid-rangey of a white deck that also had blue in it for opposition, which I don't think worked out. I mean, the opposition was good when it happened, but I think you'd rather be in a mono white deck if you could. And the Armageddon's, his deck was just a little too mid-rangey for them to be good. And they're, you know, kind of medium in the format anyways so just you know kind of fun to see that actually play out exactly the way that we talked about like it usually plays out just immediate satisfaction of that
0: i i hope they'll do more legacy cube in the mocks instead of just vintage cube because i i think legacy is also fairly popular and i know that's a big appeal of the vintage cube is that Mm -hmm. people play it all the time so people will watch it yeah but I, I enjoy watching Legacy Cube a little more than than a vintage cube. I enjoy. I think there's playing a lot Legacy Cube more. The drafting.
1: Yeah, but I, I think people enjoy watching vintage cube more than Legacy. Like that's kind of part of the brand of this tournament now is yeah. that it's vintage cube. Gotta see who
0: gets the channel, who gets the Splinter yeah. Twin, who gets
1: the Black Lotus, like, who gets the Soul Ring. <laughs> uh, I, the Sol Ring and the
0: Mana Crypt ended up in
1: the same deck this this go-around. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, it was a
0: frightening deck. Oh, I'll go back and see some Twitch VODs in, like, two times speed or whatever. Yeah, I recommend to, it. Yeah. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Are we done with the mocks?
1: Yeah, I don't think we have any, like, substantive content to, to engage with on this episode. I don't have any deck advice for anyone right now.
0: I'm still playing through Modern, but... Uh-huh. I should get into Pioneer. I know they the format is a little more solidifying now that after bands and people are playing more of it I have been looking at a lot of deck lists and I do think monogreen is a really good place to start if you yeah you know are into that. <laughs>
1: yeah I specifically the one am
0: with the card with the Pestilent cauldron that, that oh yeah big. yeah
1: I think you need to have that infinite combo finish. I think that's really important.
0: I also like Kiora a lot. The draw whenever you play a 4 power creature or 4 power Mm -hmm. creature as a play. That's a nice one.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. But in a Nykthos deck, that, that card actually does become good enough and not just like a cute ramp
0: thing. Well, it's still the cute ramp thing but it's also good
1: <laughs> but it also it's the cute ramp thing but sometimes you cast it and it nets you seven mana that turn you know like one
0: of the cool things about it is it's really hard just by attacking because it right. starts with so much so density. right
1: it's you almost can't take it out in one turn in one turn and then yeah. if you get two ramps out of it you're that's fine
0: or even just a card out of it you don't even care if they kill it they have to do right. it so much to it it's it, it does a lot more than it would appear in the face
1: yeah. Well, and a big thing is that it is a mana ramp thing that does have haste, so either it's one cheaper that turn, or if you have Nykthos going at all, then it might be free or negative mana or whatever, and yeah. that's kind of nutty. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really it for this episode, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. But yeah, I will also be playing some Pioneer. There is at least the one Cape Fear Games Pioneer tournament, so might might go to that
0: that's in july see i want to try to play more flesh and blood tournaments than magic tournaments as long as i'm not enjoying the magic formats (laughs) that's fair so that's probably going to be my priority until things shake up more so if i'm not enjoying pioneer i'm probably not going to make it to that tournament i get it but we'll see what happens in between that and there
1: yeah might like Truck to one or two of these, and just like go with Kristen and play a tournament, and then do beach stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love to too. I have family there. It's like one of my more favorite places in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, it's a nice place.
0: We're headed to Asheville this weekend, which
1: is one of my one of my more favorite places in North Carolina. I don't think I've actually been to Asheville that often. Maybe only once. It's just nice. It's just a nice, chill, like small town chill pretending zone. to be a city yeah it does have that vibe <laughs> well thanks everybody so much for listening we really really appreciate your time if you want to lend us some support head over to patreon.com slash grindcast if you want to find us on social media I'm tweeting from at ccr underscore grindcast Lee is also on twitter I'm at Lee McLeo I think that's it for us have a great week bye